Respected ulama-i kiram, elders and brothers, this dunya is a place of tests, trials, tribulations. Sometimes there will be favorable conditions and sometimes there will be unfavorable conditions. Especially for a mu'min and a believer, there are more challenges in this dunya. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, أَشَدُّ النَّاسِ بَلَاءً الْأَنْبِيَاءِ ثُمَّ الْأَمْثَلْ ثُمَّ الْأَمْثَلْ The person or the people who would go through the worst difficulties and hardships and tests and trials are the anbiya. Then those who are closer and then those who are closer. يُبْتَلَ الرَّجُلُ عَلَى حَسَبِ دِينِ A person is tested according to the strength of his deen. فَإِنْ كَانَ فِي دِينِهِ سُلْبَى إِشْتَدَّ عَلَيْهِ الْبَلَاءِ If he is firm in his deen, he is committed in his deen, then Allah will put heavy test over him. The test also will be intense. The test also will be hard. وَإِنْ كَانَ فِي دِينِهِ خِفَّةِ هُوْ وِنَا But if he is weak in his deen, then Allah will not test him so much. وَلَا يَزَالُ الْبَلَاءُ بِالْعَبْدِ حَتَّى يَمْشِي عَلَى الْأَرْضِ لَيْسَ لَهُ بِهَا خَطِئَةً أو كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And calamities will continue to afflict the servant until a point comes when he walks the surface of this earth without any sin. He is completely clean and completely pure. So this dunya is a place of trials, it's a place of challenges, it's a place of difficulties. But for a mu'min and a believer, what he needs to see all the time is that whatever the situation be, has he managed to secure the aid and assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or he has not secured the aid and assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
In any situation in your life, what you need to see, is Allah with me, or is Allah not with me? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me, then there's no power, no force on the surface of this earth that can drop me. But if Allah is not with me, then all the measures in the world, all the means, all the superpowers can be of no assistance and no aid. So this is a very, very important aspect to see at every point and juncture of your life. Have I managed to secure the aid, the mercy, the assistance of Allah? Is my obedience to Allah of that level, my remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is it to that level now that I have secured the help of Allah? I can feel that serenity, I can feel that peace within me. I know I am not alone. It sometimes could be the worst of trials in this world. But a person just needs to say one thing to himself, and that is, Allah is with me. If you can believe that Allah is with you, that is sufficient now to immediately bring about some solace and peace in your heart. You can be going to the worst of trials, the worst of difficulties, but just merely, I am not alone. Allah is with me, He is aiding me, He is supporting me, He is guiding me, He is helping me. Remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never abandon His friends. Those people who become the friends of Allah and who attempt to now tread the road of piety and get the closeness and proximity of Allah, Allah will never abandon those people. That is why often in life, when you need to make out what is right or what is wrong, because we are going through a time where there's a lot of confusion, Look at the pious, devoted servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People who are not, you know, maneuvered by this dunya. People who are not influenced by conditions. But people who are totally devoted and dedicated to the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When you will look at them, you will always get direction. You'll always get guidance. Why? Because these are the selected servants of Allah. Allah will not abandon them. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow them to go on the road of misguidance. Allah will guide them, He will aid them, He will support them, He will protect them. Because they are the selected servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So respected friends, as a believer, and as a mu'min, at every juncture, every moment in your life, this is the question you need to ask yourself. Is Allah with me now or not? Have, my, have I developed that type of ta'alluq, that type of link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that closeness and that proximity, that I can say comfortably now, Allah is with me. Look at Anbiya salam. Stories are being told over and over again. Time does not permit us to go into the details of the incidents. But what power, what force did Anbiya salam had with them? Were they very wealthy people? Were they monarchs? Were they kings? Were they well-known popular people? Were they very highly educated with circular education? Can you say they had some sort of degree? No. What they had with them, they had Allah with them. When they had Allah with them, the opposition was a superpower of the time. But the superpower of the time stood no chance against Anbiya Musalam. Hazrat Ibrahim is standing in front of Nubrud. He's debating. 
He's not afraid. Hazrat Ibrahim is a young boy. He's a teenager at the time. He's got the superpower of the time. One of the kings who ruled the entire world. Hazrat Ibrahim is not intimidated. He's not shaken. He's not frightened. Why? He understands. He got Allah with him. That power that no one can overpower. That power that no one can drop. So look at Anbiya Musalam. Look at the Sahaba Ikiram, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, fighting the superpowers of the time. No fear. Fearless. They have got absolutely no fear. They are not intimidated. They are not frightened. They are not worried. What do they have with them? They got Allah with them. We got Allah with us. You can have everything. You can have all the technology. You can have all the sophistication. You can have everything that you want. But if you don't have Allah with you, you have got nothing. If you got Allah with you, you got everything. In the Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the awliya. Allah inna awliya Allahi la khawfun alihim wala hum yahzanun. Allah. Behold, listen, wake up, understand, realize the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no fear on them and nor will they grieve. One is that in the akhirat, you know, in the year after, we know the conditions of the akhirat, people will be drowning in their own perspiration. But the only Allah, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them, His selected servants, لَا يَحْزُنُهُمُ الْفَزَعُ الْأَكْبَرُ وَتَتَلَقَّهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ That day, you know, the great fear and terror, the day of Qiyamah is a frightening day. Young children will turn white on the day of Qiyamah. That is how frightening Qiyamah is. We worry about all the small things we see before us. Brothers, we don't know what is ahead of us. We don't know what is ahead of us. We don't know what happens in the Qabr. We don't know what happens on the day of Qiyamah. That is something for you to be afraid for. That is the day that the Farishtas also are trembling. They are frightened also. The day of Qiyamah is not an ordinary day. All are quiet, all are silent. No one can speak anything. No one can talk to Allah on that day. But regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's friends, what Allah says, that great terror, that fear will not worry them. They are received by the angels. On the day of Qiyamah, angels are there to pacify them. Angels are there to comfort them. This is the day that Allah promised you to give you your rewards. This is the day that Allah is going to bless you. The rest of creation, all are trembling. They're frightened. They're terrified. People are drowning in their own perspiration. But the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is not the condition. At the time of death, you know, this is another very crucial moment. Allah make it easy for every one of us. If you only know, remember respected friends, we all have to die. And you have to die on the prescribed moment. You cannot add to your life one second more. Nor can you decrease one second. Take all the measures on the surface of this earth. Remember, your moat is muqaddar. You have to die. And I think when you understand this year, then moderation comes in your life. You understand something, 
I will have to die on the prescribed moment. I can't go before. I can't go after. What's the need for me then to start panicking and worrying? Yes, what I need to panic and worry about is what's going to happen after death. But that selected servants of Allah, Allah is supporting them there also. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ At that time, the angels are descending on them. أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَهْزَنُوا Don't be afraid. Don't grieve. Don't worry. وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَعَدُونَ Now rejoice of Jannat. Rejoice of Jannat, you've been promised. نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ We are your protectors. We are your guardians in this worldly life and the year after. Remember the farishtas, they will protect you against missiles and against microbes. They will protect you from everything. What no one can see, they will protect you from. So they say, نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ We are your supporters. We are your, your assistance. We are your aid in this worldly life and akhirat. Imagine at that time, people are terrified. People are frightened. People don't know what's going to happen. But here for a friend of Allah, for a mu'min, for a believer, he's got the support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So respected friends, remember, one is the akhirat, one is the qabr. Then in this dunya also, لا خوف عليهم ولا يحزنون. The friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are not intimidated. They are not shaken. They are not frightened. The whole world will be intimidated. The whole world will be frightened. But there's no fear on them. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving them that support. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving them that courage. You carry on. You do what I told you to do. You do what I commanded you to do. You leave the rest to me. Everything else, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of. So they're not afraid. Because they understand Allah is in control. Who is in control? We are not in control of nothing. We can do nothing. If you think you're in control, respected friends, that is the main problem. Because you think you're in control. You have to understand, you have control of nothing. Yes, in this world, you can take measures within the you know, confines of shariat. There's nothing wrong with taking measures. In fact, you advise in some instances, take measures. But your trust is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these devoted friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la khawfun alim, there's no fear on them. Wala hum yahzanun. Nor do they grieve. If there is a loss, they understand that this came from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He brought about this loss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created this situation. I did what was within my capacity to do, I did that. But now it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's nothing for me to grieve about. There's nothing for me to worry about. So who is this for the awliya Allah? The friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us this? Allah is telling us this to tell you and give you this message. You also tread the same path. You also tread the same road. Allah is not... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not stingy. Allah doesn't want to deprive everyone. You also come on the same road. You also make an effort in the same line. And you will also enjoy the benefits. There's no reason why you will not enjoy those benefits. If you also tread the same road. So there's no fear on these people. And if you look into history, you will find you look into the conditions of, you know, great awliya, pious people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even, you know, they're rosy also. They're not worried about. 
The rosy also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His hidden treasures, from His unseen treasures. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for these people. Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the incident of Hazrat Maryam ala nabina wa alayhi salatu wasalam. Hazrat Maryam alayhi salam, she's a child still at that time. Her mother had made this vow that she's going to devote this child to the deen of Allah, to the service of Allah. Hazrat Zakariya alayhi salam had taken her in his custody. Kullama dakhala alayha Zakariya al-mihrab, wajada indaha rizqa. Whenever Zakariya alayhi salam, when he comes into a private chamber, he's finding sustenance. Sometimes it is winter and he's finding the fruits of summer. Sometimes it is summer, he's finding the fruits of winter. Anna laki hadha. Oh Maryam, where did you get this from? Huwa min indillah. What she says, this is from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna allaha yarzuku may yasha'u bi ghayri hisab. Allah will provide for whomsoever he wishes without any reckoning. Remember the same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing has changed. What has changed? We have changed. What has changed? Our yaqeen has changed. What has changed? Our attitude has changed. Our mindset has changed. That is what changed, unfortunately. We changed our attitude. We changed our mindset. We changed our ways. We forgot about Allah. We forgot who is in control of situations. Now then you see now, why am I not receiving that divine assistance and that divine help? That life, that life of piety, the life of treading the road to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is such a relaxing life. It is such a peaceful life. Those people, the amount of serenity and peace that they experience, you will never experience that anywhere in the world. Again, here another mistake. People think to themselves, money will bring happiness. Money will bring peace. Money will bring serenity. And then you see the person that is a millionaire, the person that is a billionaire, the person that is living in a palace, the person that is driving the best vehicle, the person that everyone is admiring, everyone is envying, he cannot sleep at night. He needs to take sleeping pills. That is the amount of peace he got in his life. That is how happy he is. That is how serene he is. We thought money is going to bring this. Don't we see every now and again, celebrities taking their own lives, don't you read all these things happening? This was a celebrity. The whole world looked up to this person. Everyone was now admiring, hey, what a life, you know, what a high flyer. Person is enjoying so many benefits of life. What happened eventually? Why did that person have to stoop so low to go and take his own life? Here you got people, old people, they're fighting for their lives, they're trying to survive. They don't want to die. And here the celebrity goes and takes their own life. Peace does not lie. Satisfaction does not lie in money. Satisfaction does not lie in worldly commodities. We are looking for it in the wrong place. That is why we will never find it. We think satisfaction and happiness lies in things. No. Happiness lies in Allah's control. That is why you will find that great kings of the times, you know, great kings, powerful kings, we are of kings, like Hazrat Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi and Hazrat Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi, he is leaving his entire kingdom. Why is leaving his entire kingdom? Because he wants to tread the road of piety. You'll never find a true devoted servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaving his devotion of Allah and going for kingdom. If you told him, you know what, let's do a swap. 
you leave all your piety, you leave all your knowledge, you leave all that there, we'll do the swap, you get kingdom, they will never go for that. Because they understand the wealth that they got. No money in the world can buy that wealth. The satisfaction that they have, you're never going to get it anywhere in the world. The five-star resorts, the best of holidays, the best of homes. But that satisfaction that Allah puts in their hearts, that peace and that serenity that Allah puts, there's no price you can attach to that. That is why Hazrat Ibrahim bin Adam Ali, he's sitting in his palace one day, and here he hears a sound on the ceiling. And he thinks to himself late at night, what is this person doing on the ceiling of my palace? He sends someone up, bring this person to me. The person says, no, I lost my camel, so I am looking for it. So Hazrat Ibrahim in Adam Ramatullah asked the person, brother, is there something wrong with you? You're looking for your camel on my ceiling. How are you going to ever find your camel there? What even made you think that my camel, your camel will be on my ceiling? So he says, even more strange than that is you living in this palace and looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You think you'll ever find Allah? Hazrat Ibrahim in Adam Ramatullah he understood this to be a message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him, leave all this now, go to the road of piety, devote your life to Allah, now turn your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Ibrahim in Adam Ramatullah left everything. Remember there were thousands of kings that have passed in the history of mankind, that perhaps we never even heard their names also. But till this day, we will take the name of Hazrat Ibrahim bin Adham, Rahmatullahi Ali, and we will make dua for him, because of his sacrifice that he made. And he left everything. And remember then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also works in mysterious ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never deprived him. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a kingdom that kings also won't have. Because then he started ruling over the hearts of people. One is a king, he's just got some commodities. But Hazrat Ibrahim in Adam Ramatullah was a man that ruled over the hearts of people. So this is now the road of piety. Allah is telling you, Allah inna awliya Allah. Remember the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want peace in your life? You want comfort? You want satisfaction? You want to make a positive change? The most important measure for you to take right now is to see how I can build up my relationship with Allah. How I can become a better mu'min. I can become a better believer. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind and so compassionate. Sometimes we make a little effort, but Allah is there to accept that effort. Allah is there to crown that effort with acceptance. You know, you see a baby, our kabir, they give us this incident. They say, you see a baby, you know, the baby is trying to come towards you. But the baby cannot reach you because the baby is crawling. What does the elder do? He will go and he will pick up that baby himself. He will hold the baby towards him. This is how merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Allah sees those small steps we are taking. You know, a person tries a little bit. Now I'm trying to sit in the masjid. I'm trying to get my namaz right. I'm trying to sit for some program, some dini program. I'm trying to sit in the company of the pious people. Our ulama tell us that everything you get it from the source. You know, if you want gold, you will go to the gold mine. If you want silver, you'll go to the silver mine. Whatever you want, you will get it from the source. So if you want Allah, you will get it by the Allah wala. Go and sit in the company of some pious buzur, someone who already tread the road towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sit in his company, take his advice, 
You know, remain with him. See the way he conducts himself. Inshallah, this way, yeah, you will get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like the poet says it very beautifully, أُحِبُّ الصَّالِهِينَ وَلَسْتُ مِنْهُمْ لَعَلَّ اللَّهَ يَرْزُقُنِي الصَّلَاحَ I love the pious people. Minimum requirement. First step, let me love pious people. When I see a man that is following sunnah, when I see a man that is following sharia, when I see a man that make no compromise when it comes to his deen, even if I cannot be like that, let me love that man. Let me love that man because this man, he is a true servant of Allah. He is a true wali of Allah. I am weak. I cannot be like that. But I would love the pious people. Although I may not be from among them. Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will bless me with piety. So if we are doing this road of piety, we have to tread the road of piety. Respected friends, the first step of it is, at least let us look up to pious people. You know, there's pious people, there's saintly people, and with Allah's fuzzle, Allah's grace, we must make so much of shukr and thank Allah so much that we've got this type of personalities. There are this type of people, we have got them among us, senior people, pious people, who have dedicated their entire lives for the sake of deen. They have got no ulterior motives. They don't want anything. They are not people that are out there for the world. They are not there to make money, no. They left all that there. The only reason for them dedicating their lives is to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we sit in the company of pious people, we take benefit from them, we take advice from them, and we also benefit from the gems that they give out. Inshallah, this is already a starting, this is already a stepping stone for us to start treading the road of piety. To get the proximity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knows this person is already trying. So this is a person needs to make this intention. You know the intention is so important. Like a person sitting in a bayan. Why are you sitting here in this bayan? A lot of people just came here because they know they have to read Juma, So they're sitting in the bayan. One person sitting is because I want to make a positive change in my life. So a person makes an intention. Just on his intention already, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is opening up the way for him. Because Allah is looking at the heart. What does this man want? What is he after? What does he really want? If he wants my proximity, if he wants my closeness, if he wants my love, if he wants to get close to me, then Allah knows what is deep down within the heart. So this is the first and most important step that let us sit in the company of pious servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second thing, respected friends, which I feel is a need of this time, is let us connect ourselves to the masjid and let us connect ourselves to salah. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Al-Masjidu Baytu Kulli Taqi. Every pious person, the masjid is his house. Meaning one is your home you have got, but your second home is the masjid. So if you want to see someone is a pious person, just see where is this person? Is he frequenting the masjid? Or where is he? So Al-Masjidu Baytu Kulli Taqi. I'm talking about where there is a masjid in your vicinity. There's a masjid near you. There's a masjid in your area. So the masjid is the house of every pious person. وَتَكَفَّلَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ كَانَ الْمَسْجِدُ بَيْتَهُ بِالْرَوْهِ وَالرَّحْمَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken guarantee for that person who makes the masjid his home. Where is he spending time? When he's got extra time, where is he? He is in the masjid. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes this responsibility. Allah is going to bless him in this dunya with peace, with comfort, with divine mercy. And, وَالْجَوَازِ عَلَى السِّرَاتِ 
إِلَىٰ رِدْوَانِ اللَّهِ إِلَىٰ الْجَنَّةِ And that person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is going to make all the phases of the year after easy for him until he will cross over the pool sirat with great ease and comfort right to Jannat. Allah is going to take that person. He is going to look after him. Why? This man is frequenting the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whose house this is? This is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is here. You know, a person goes to visit a king. He goes to visit someone, an influential person. He will ensure that he will not let him go empty-handed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to let you go empty-handed if you are going to frequent the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more time you can spend in the house of Allah, try and spend that time. Life is short, respected friends. We are seeing janazas all the time. What lesson are we learning from that? What lessons are we supposed to be learning? The lesson we're supposed to be learning is that life is short. Today it's that man's janazah, tomorrow it's my janazah. Let me maximum what I can do, what I can achieve, what I can earn, how much of time I can spend in the masjid, how much of ibadat I can do, let me do it now. Why? Once you go on from the dunya, there's no guarantees whether anyone will read for you or they won't read for you. You know, you may be thinking people will read for you, but experience will show you, maybe few weeks after the person passed away, or latest few months, everyone forgot about him. Life continues like normal. So you are alone there in that qabr. So while you are in this world, let us try and take maximum benefit. So this is the second thing. So the first thing is, let us now link ourselves to pious people. Sit in their company, take benefit from them, take their advice, and try to understand deen, understand the true spirit of deen, the true mancha of deen. Because pious people, you'll find that they are first in a masjid. You'll find them in the first saf. You'll find they never miss the takbir ula. Lot of these people you'll find they never miss the tahajjud. When is that quality going to come into me? When am I also going to become so firm on my deen? So if you will sit in that company gradually, that color will rub off onto you because you are sitting in the company of a man that has already he had achieved that from his elders. And that is how Sahaba got their deen. Tabi'in, Sahaba sat in the company of Rasulullah Wasallam. Tabi'in sat in the company of Sahaba. And like till deen, reached us in the same manner. The last thing, respected friends, is the Qur'an Sharif. Remember the Qur'an Sharif, every mu'min ought to have a very special attachment with the Qur'an Sharif. Hazrat Mona Ismail Katrada Sahab, Rahmatullahi, he passed away not very long ago. And just a few moments before he passed away, this is his parting advice. A man who taught the Qur'an for over 50 years, a man who every morning, tahajjud time, he read five paras of the Qur'an. They say that was his spiritual strength. And he's advising his family. You know what numerous advices you're hearing, different people giving different advices. But a saint now is giving this advice to his family and he's telling them this advice for my family and for my students, hold firm to the Qur'an Sharif. Remember wherever you are, if you've got the Qur'an with you, you got nur, you got barakah, you got light, you got hidayat, you got shifa, you got everything if you got the Qur'an Sharif with you. Hold firm to the Qur'an Sharif. Don't ever leave the Qur'an Sharif. Carry on reading Qur'an. The more you read the Qur'an Sharif, the more you get the closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more you get the proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more you become chosen in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And respected friends, last of all, 
Let us stay away from all sins. Everything that is haram. Everything that is doubtful. Don't go near it. When in doubt, stay out. Now we're going through a time where there's so much of confusion. Slightest doubt, that's not for me. Leave it for other people. They can do it. For me, I'm not going near that. I want to only do that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.